Mom, I need your help. I think at some point in our lives, all of us said this to our mothers when we were growing up, crying out, asking for help. From the beginning of the Mass until the end of the Mass this evening, you're going to hear us say something similar to that, but not necessarily to our earthly mother, but to our heavenly mother. And hopefully there's a realization and an acceptance that we never get too old to ask Mary for help. Here we are, only the first week in Advent, and the church puts in front of us the gift of our mother. She's really crucial to this Advent season because without her, yes, as we just heard in the gospel, Jesus wouldn't have come into the world. God specifically chose to come into the world through the gift of Mary. So part of our return back to God, if that's how he came into the world, the part of the way that we get back to him is through Mary's help. Mom, I need your help. The opening prayer says this, as we just heard a few moments ago. Through her intercession, we too may be cleansed and admitted to your presence, Lord. Mother Mary, help us. Cry out to heaven for us. Pray for us. Encourage us. Speak motherly love into our lives. That as we hear your encouragement, we run to your son Jesus who cleanses us, who makes it possible for us to be welcomed into his presence. When we come to the Holy Eucharist, when we come, please, Lord, at the day of our death, admitted into your presence. The need for the gift and the help of our mother Mary. Part of the reason we have such a deep need for our spiritual mother's help is that from the beginning with Adam and Eve, we have a tendency to hide, to hide from God, to try and hide or rationalize our sin. We heard in the first reading from Genesis, after the man Adam had eaten of the tree, the Lord God called to the man and asked him, where are you? Advent, an opportunity to come to the Lord and say, Lord, I don't want to rationalize my sin anymore. I don't want to hide between my sinful tendencies or even sinful comforts. I want to be open and live in the light, Lord. Adam answered, I heard you in the garden, but I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. Fear often keeps us hidden from letting Jesus draw closer and come more intimately into our lives. As Adam comes forward and acknowledges his fear, he replies, the woman whom you put here with me, she gave me fruit from the tree, and so I ate it. The Lord God then asked the woman, why did you do such a thing? The woman answered, the serpent tricked me into it, so I ate it. If we're not hiding from God because of our sin, many times we blame other people because of our sin. It's your fault. You tricked me. Yes, the devil, in fact, is quite tricky and works at times very subtly, and that's why it's important to notice, okay, after I committed that sin, let me go back through my thought pattern. How did the evil one begin to influence my thoughts to convince me to fall into this sin? What was going on in my emotions, my passions at the moment when I fell into that sin? We begin to do a little examination, a little reflection to look back over our thoughts, our feelings. What was stirring in my heart at the moment that I fell into that sin? We begin to notice the patterns of how the evil one tries to tempt us. He tries to trick us, just like he did with Adam and Eve. 
And then we take responsibility. Yes, I chose to go down that pattern of those thoughts. Yes, I chose to let my emotions be stronger than the grace that God was giving me and moving away from the strength of those emotions to God and away from sin. We take responsibility then for our sins. We learn and we ask the Lord, in the future when I'm tempted in the same way, Lord, please help me to cooperate with your grace and move away from that temptation. God promises from the very beginning with Adam and Eve, after they chose to sin, that he already had a plan in place. Adam and Eve, you stepped away from me. You didn't allow me to be the most important. He says in Genesis 3, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. Who's the woman? He's already planning for the gift of the new Eve, Mary. The first Eve fell short, supposed to be the mother that would bring us all in relationship with God. She sinned. God says, now I have a new woman that I'm preparing. These words of God addressed to the serpent, I will put enmity between you and the woman, Satan, the evil tempter, immediately after the sin of obedience committed by the first parents have been called the proto-evangelium or first good news of hope for the human race. God is speaking good news that he's going to create a division between the tempter and his people because he's going to step right in the middle. He's going to keep fighting for us from that moment that Adam and Eve sinned until the very end when Jesus returns. There he is battling on our behalf, helping us to keep the serpent away, the tempter, the evil one, the good news that he has a plan even in the midst of our fall. That's where Mary comes in. Every year, December 8th, her Immaculate Conception. From the moment that she was conceived in her womb, God had the plan to work through her. She was conceived without sin, no stain, preparing a temple, a dwelling place for God's Son, Jesus, to come in and dwell in as Mary conceived her at the Annunciation, which we heard in today's Gospel. And Mary, therefore, this first good news had its first fulfillment. Satan had no part in Mary's life. The serpent had lost his power in Mary's instance. This was because of the privileged position God had allotted to her. She was to be the mother of the long-expected Messiah, the Savior who would finally crush the serpent's head. Good news. Thank you, Mother Mary, who cooperated in God's plan you received the gift, conceived without sin, continuing to choose not to sin throughout your life, giving us encouragement that we can also, with your help, Mother, fight against those temptations. We'll never be without sin, born into the world with original sin, but we have a new strength. Mary's example to help us. God promises in our second reading that he is giving us the graces we need every day to continue to choose him and his plan and to say no to Satan and Satan's plan. Brothers and sisters, blessed be the God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavens as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and without blemish before him. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavens. That's a lot of grace, every day available. 
an abundance of grace, divine assistance reaching into our lives. Why? As the reading says, to make us holy. As Mary is holy and she knows the challenge of living this earthly life that we've been given, she wants to help us to continue to grow in holiness and imitation of her son. We are made to be holy as God is holy. And so she gives us the example of her yes in today's gospel. Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. We're never too old to ask our Mother Mary for help. Every day she can help us say a new yes to the Lord. So we ask her today in a special way for the grace to commit to asking her help each day in a new way as we continue this Advent season, asking her help to say a new yes to Jesus each day as we continue striving to become holy at the moment of our death, there he'll be opening his presence to admit us, having cleansed us, prepared us. There are certain gospels, especially the one today, where it is very helpful for us to hear it, receive it, and understand it within the present moment where we find ourselves in salvation history. We know that this history began with the creation of the world and then the fall, and then centuries of waiting, waiting for the one the prophets promised would come. And then the moment arrives. God the Father sends His Son, born of the Virgin Mary, and she presents Him to the world as its Savior. This means that you and I are so privileged to live in the time between the first coming of Jesus and the second final coming. And what that means regarding this gospel, we are blessed to have been baptized by the Holy Spirit. John said, I baptize you with water for repentance, for sin, but the one coming after me, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Jesus was anxious to give this gift to us. And in, in the Gospels, we find that he cannot stop speaking about this gift. One of my favorites is when he meets the woman at the well in John's Gospel, and he says to her, woman, if you only knew who is speaking to you right now, you would ask me for water, and I would give you living water that becomes within a person a spring of water welling up 
to eternal life. Let's just take a moment to remember this spring of living water is in you, is in me. Wow. And it springs up to eternal life. Salvation, while it will always require the need for repentance and the forgiveness of sins, we must take Peter's message seriously and continue to be committed to the way of holiness, to live devoutly before the Lord without spot or blemish. But our new life in Christ, it is so much more than repentance and the forgiveness of sins. It is more about living by the Holy Spirit. What is the first disposition necessary in order to be open, receptive, and docile to the Holy Spirit? Yes, you are so right. It's humility. The Holy Spirit cannot coexist in a, in a worldly heart, in a soul that is filled with pride, egotism, self-reliance, self-sufficiency. I can do it myself. The Holy Spirit is the father of the poor, the weak, and the childlike. The Holy Spirit can only work and move in you, in me, if we need Him and like children, we continually invoke Him and ask for His help. And here's where we face a great challenge. And this is a great concern on the heart of our Archbishop. Even though the Holy Spirit is fully and co-equally God with the Father and the Son, among the three persons of the Holy Trinity, the Holy Spirit is still so unknown by many Christians. In fact, the Holy Spirit would still be unknown by me if someone had not introduced me to the Holy Spirit. And I am so grateful because when I was baptized, there was no one around to tell me about the gift that I had just received. No one to teach me and mentor me on how to live by the Spirit that was given to me at that time. The Archbishop said in his apostolic letter, Catholic Christians around the world descend the upper room to receive the Sunday Eucharist, but very few Catholic Christians ascend the same upper room to be renewed by the Holy Spirit. 
the renewal of the local church and the church throughout the world, and the invitation to all of us to be part of the new evangelization will depend greatly on the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so anything that you and I can do to cultivate a stronger relationship with the Holy Spirit will have a profound impact on the fruitfulness of what God is doing right now. In fact, there's a beautiful retreat that is often offered around the diocese. It's called Life in the Spirit Seminar. They're often held over a weekend. For example, there's one, uh, they're both in January. One is at St. Rose of Lima in Roseville. The other one is at Our Lady of the Lake in Mound. We are going to offer one here at St. Peter's in late spring. These are wonderful opportunities to grow in the Holy Spirit and to have that gift reignited if we feel like our wick is smoldering. So just a recommendation there for that. But how can you and I, in a very simple way, cultivate a relationship with the Holy Spirit? By simply invoking Him in daily life. Let me give you just a couple of examples. All last week, and now again beginning this week, we are called to persevere in the way of self-giving, sacrificial love. Last week, if we look at that week, maybe some of us will say, you know what? I didn't do so well. There were some pretty rough days. Where is the love going to come from that you and I need to persevere in love? Especially in those moments where we feel tired, angry, impatient, stretched, jealous, whatever. What, where will that love come from? St. Paul said the Holy Spirit is the love of God poured into our hearts. It'll come from the Holy Spirit. And in those moments where we feel like we do not have the love that we need right now, Holy Spirit, renew my heart in love. Remember those fruits of the Holy Spirit that we memorized in our catechism? You remember them. In fact, let's say them together right now. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Amen, you aced it. And notice how some of those fruits are tied to love. Kindness, patience, gentleness. Let's be honest. There are some days where we feel we could use a little more patience, kindness, gentleness. And therefore, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, 
Give me the patience I lack right now. Help me to be gentle and not harsh, critical, judgmental. Holy Spirit. Another example. There's not a person in this church this morning that doesn't desire to be holy, to be more like Jesus. And yet, in our weakness, sometimes we feel that we are so far from that holiness we desire. Where will this holiness come that we yearn for? The Holy Spirit. A symbol of the Spirit is fire. He is that crucible of fire in you and me that is ready to burn up any anger that stirs, any movements of pride or lust or envy. That crucible of love, that fire can purify the heart and remove the obstacles to living by the Spirit. Last example, have you ever read the Bible and struggled to understand what you're reading? <laughs> there are things in this book that are so hard to understand. Where will the understanding come that we need when reading the Bible and applying it to our daily life? The Holy Spirit. And as we read the Bible, it would be good to say, Holy Spirit, be with me. Give me the gift of wisdom and understanding to what I read and the counsel to know how to live it out. I could go on with many examples, but I know many of you are looking forward to breakfast. Let us now be fed with the Eucharist. And as we receive Jesus, who longed to give us this gift, let us say to him, Lord, help me to live by the Holy Spirit. Amen.